Aleluya. When we become a Christian, when we get baptized, we find that there are some things that will just come upon us. And if there are those who are here, you are not a Christian, you are not baptized, even you, as you believe in Jesus, these things will also come upon you. The moment a person believes in Jesus, and they start to trust Him more, and give more of their life, more of all the areas in their life to the Lord, you find that God will start to use us. He'll start to use us in a powerful way. God wants to use us not to earn money for Him. God doesn't want to use us to earn money for Him. He doesn't want the money or any other material things of this world because He is the owner of everything. No. But God wants to use you and me to bring souls who do not know. Those souls who are dying and they are already directed towards hell. Their journey is already been set to go to hell. God wants you and me to go and turn it upside down and change the route for, for them and bring them to heaven, bring them to the Lord Jesus Christ. That is the purpose and nothing else. That is the main purpose. Main purpose is to fulfill that. And today my message is you are a WWW. But I couldn't put dot dot com dot my. I still don't have anything for that yet. God, the Holy Spirit didn't reveal anything. So I can only stop at you are a WWW. The first W is you are a worshiper. True or not? We are all worshippers for the Lord. God wants us to worship. Everything that has breath, praise the Lord. God wants us to worship Him, to adore Him, to tell of His goodness. So I got some verses here. Psalm 95, verse 6. Psalm 100, verse 2. Matthew 2, verse 2. John 4, verse 24. Psalm 95, verse 6. Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. Yes, bow down in worship. Kneel before the Lord, our Maker. Why must we worship? Because He is our Maker. So the one that is made will worship the Maker. Hallelujah. Psalm 100, verse 2. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful songs. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him not with sad songs. Those days, the cinema world, in the Tamil cinema world, they used to have cassettes. And the cassettes, they have uh, sad song, volume 1, sad song, volume 2, sad song, volume 3, and the latest is the sad song, volume 4. And when you're happy and you listen to the sad songs, you'll become sad. But God wants us to come in His presence with joyful songs. Joyful. Joyful. We've got all the reasons to be joyful. If somebody were to come and say, why are you laughing so much? Tell him, you cannot stop this laughter because the God of salvation has given me salvation. I just think of salvation itself, I can laugh. I can be happy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Only a few hallelujahs. Hallelujah. Matthew 2, verse 2, John chapter 4, verse 24. I want to change my tone today. Put in a higher gear and talk to you all. Where is the one who has been born King of Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. We have come to worship him. The kings say that we have come to worship him. We saw his star. And every time you come to Sunday, every time you come here to worship Him, you know what? 
His star has guided us to come and worship Him. Hallelujah! You all are staring at me. I've said something very wrong. His star has guided you to come to worship Him. Just like how the king said, the stars guided us and we have now seen the child. We have come here to worship Him. Give our gifts and worship Him. Do you know that when we give our offering... That is the ultimate of worship. In the Tamil side, you know what we do? Every time the moment, the word uh, offering is said, all of us clap our hands. Because that's what one preacher who came taught us that and we continue that faithfully. Because when we give something that is important, money is important. We must have money, even though you can't eat. Simple as that. And when we take the offering and we put, that is the ultimate of my worship. All the songs that I sang, all the raising of my hands, all the jumping, it all comes to the climax of giving. Now God, I give happily, joyfully, generously. Yesterday they had the Bernard Blessing meeting. So since I was in the committee, Suddenly they called me. Uh, my, my committee uh, secretary called me. Just called me in. Then we went inside the room. Actually, we were sitting there to count money. And there were so many bags. So I took one. There was one lump of dollars. Actually, it was nearly about 800 plus dollars notes. 800 and then some $50 notes. All together. That means one person has put about 800 plus, just like that. So I was thinking, that person is very happy to put that. It doesn't mean that those who put less is less, please don't get me wrong. What I'm trying to say is, whatever amount you put, you put because you are happy with the Lord. Because God, Jesus has done something in your life. Because sometimes we might not have the money, so we can only put what we have. So the Lord knows, no problem. But we have abundance for it. But that widow that she put, she put out of nothing. That one, what, what type of principle she was following, I do not know. The principle of totally trusting the Lord. The next food He will provide. That kind of faith is another unique faith by itself. Now, worshipping God. John 4 verse 24. John 4, verse 24. God is spirit, and his worshippers must worship in the spirit and in truth. Yes, worshipping God in spirit and in truth. And we'll find that wherever you are, good days, bad days, wherever you are, you are a worshipper. You got everything with you. The amplifier, the speaker, everything is there inside you built. True or not? The voice, everything is there. The brains, the computer, the songs is also there. Everything is there. The words are also there. And anytime, anywhere, we can worship. I will tell you the story and after that we are going to see a clip. Very interesting. Those days, you know Central Sugars, that side, the Batatika side, it's all used to be estates. So this, I'm talking about 1970s. The place was not developed at all. So, I remember, I used to go to a friend's house there. And late night, I used to have a big motorbike. And I would be passing that road, no street lights, nothing. Very lonely road. And I remember, there was once when I came, suddenly the side of my eyes, I could see like one figure sitting down there near the roadside. And I saw first down there, and I'm going to pass it. So immediately, one song just came inside. And I started to sing and just go. And I found that many times, either telling the Psalm, under, uh, Psalm 23, or Psalm 23, the favorite part would be, even though I walk through the, please say with me, valley of death. 
I will. For thou, thy rod, will comfort me. And I find that when you sing a song and say a song, suddenly the fear just goes away. God is so great. Now we are going to see a clip. This clip is Abu Dhabi, where the Christians there, not in English, in their own language, they are worshipping God. Lights, lights. Do I have to remove this or not necessary? Is it okay? It's okay. Okay. Just see how joyfully they worship. Volume. Yeshua Anta Al-Malik Yeshua Anta Al-Malik Yeshua Anta Al-Malik Ahayatna Hallelujah. 
Let us give a clap offering to the Lord. You know why it's so wonderful to hear them singing in that language. And it's so wonderful. God has His connections all over the world. Hallelujah. Give a, a clap offering to the Lord. His connections are everywhere all over the world. In all their languages and all their strange instruments, they are worshippers. Just as we are worshippers. Nobody can stop you. Don't let anyone stop you to be a worshipper. Every time, remember that you are a worshipper. You don't have to go for special training to be a worshipper. All you have to do is just say from your heart what, what you feel about the Lord. Say, sing a song, sing in tongues. You are a worshipper to the Lord. And a worshipper is always God's presence just come. Whenever people start to worship, when even you alone in your room, you are worshipping, do you know the angels already come there? Because whenever there was worship in heaven, we find that the cherubim, the cherubims, they were always there. They were the ministering angels who were always there in worship. And worship is so powerful. The Jericho wall fell down when they started to just worship the Lord. So powerful. It might look very foolish to the people out there. But it's so powerful because God comes in the midst of worship. He doesn't want us to go and earn money for Him to build His empire. No. All He wants from you and me is worship. And the worship comes like a sweet, smelling fragrance, incense to the Lord. Today we don't have to sacrifice animals. Our worship, when you and I start to worship from deep within, with all the gratefulness, with all the thankfulness, with thinking of His goodness, and His mercy upon our life. As it comes up, it comes as a sweet fragrance to the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I tell you, this is the best thing ever to do. And when we do that, we find that there's so much peace. There's so much joy. There's so much of the presence of God there. You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be afraid of anything. The second is, the second W is a worker. Do you like it or not? You are a worker. I am a worker. You are a worker and I am a worker. It is just upon us. We are workers for the Lord. The moment we open our mouth and speak about Jesus to someone, you have become a worker for the Lord. I have become a worker for the Lord. Jesus said, the hours is plentiful. But, please, Fill in the blanks. The workers are few. The workers are the most important. And you and I, I tell you, the moment we give our life to the Lord, and in baptism we have surrendered our life to the Lord, automatically, worker, it just comes upon us. We start to exercise, then we realize, hey, I can speak. I can witness. I can tell. Mark chapter 16 Verses 17 and 18. Matthew chapter 9, verse 37. Mark. Mark chapter 16. Verses 17 and 18. Very sad, I want to tell you. Today, many of the versions of the Bible, they say that this is not accurate manuscript. And they've taken away this portion of this. This portion they've taken away. But if you ask me, I'll say this portion is a very important portion. The King James Version, the New King James Version, they retain it. Matthew, Mark 16, was it 17, 18? Please read for me. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. Uh, are you reading from, sorry, can you please read from 16, please? 16 to 18. Uh, from 16, uh, 16 to 18. Okay. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands, and when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. 
they will place their hands on sick people and they will get well yes see this immediately very clearly says that you are a worker you can pray for someone you can pray for someone and the person will get well you can go and witness to someone and pray for someone everybody today who comes they all come with need malaysia needs people christians who are able to have the demonstration of the spirit in what they speak the demonstration of the spirit is what we need today and i know as the thirst for the lord builds up whatever you speak about jesus you'll find the demonstration of the holy spirit will be there in signs wonders miracles and healings and that is what our country needs now that's what the people around need because everybody is in need that need only jesus can meet that need the next verse matthew 9 verse 37 1 corinthians 3 verse 9 Then he said to his disciples The harvest is plentiful but the workers are few The harvest is plentiful the workers are few the workers is the the issue here workers you and I no need to go and get qualified to be a worker we just surrender ourselves and say God use me God use me I avail myself the ability is not the big thing is the availability lord use me i just give myself use me and god will use the next verse 1st corinthians 3 verse 9 for we are god's fellow workers you are god's field god's building we are god's fellow workers second timothy chapter 2 verse 15 workers workers is what we need people who will go and talk about Jesus today morning we had a preacher in the tamil side and so finally when after finishing his message he said he told to everyone now go back and just speak generously about Jesus because the word generous is the closest english word that i could say he used the word close to that to say that use it widely generously speak about jesus so he said like after a service in his church he says normal conversation in the house will be the daughter will say what well, today the worship was very nice and then the father the, the mother will say um the sermon was very nice but the father alone will be the last one to say uh the last benediction that was a nice one for me because he was he was all waiting for the service to finish <laughs> but we don't want to be the last one where the benediction we want to talk about jesus in the house of conversation about jesus about the good things and i remember when when i was a youth and i was with this group of youths whenever we get together we'll always share we'll say something about the word of god you know do you know this verse sir? this verse is so nice and we we'll open and share and today we don't see that much but we must be able to speak about jesus because we have already put our time schedule that jesus only speak in the church jesus only speak in the bible study jesus only speak when real serious sickness somebody is like going to die and then you can talk about jesus so we have already but is no he must be a part and parcel of us in all of our conversation the early church just got together and every time i think the conversation was all about jesus all about jesus all about jesus and that is how it was okay we have another one more verse second timothy chapter 2 verse 15 do your best to present yourself to god as one approved a worker who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth yes a worker that don't have to be ashamed <coughs> but correctly handles the word of truth a worker 
that handles the word, correctly handles, he uses the word. And when he shares, there's freedom that is released. There's healing that is released. There's hope that is released. Today, you know, when we lose hope, it only takes just split seconds. The next minute we can commit suicide. Hope is so important. We can survive for some time without air. We can survive for some time without water. We can survive for some time without solid food. But hope, just split seconds, we can commit suicide. And Jesus gives hope. The word of God gives hope. And so important. So as a worker, we go and speak about Jesus. We bring hope to someone who might be contemplating to commit suicide. We might not know. Maybe the along problem is so bad, the person might be thinking, after this conversation, I'm going to, going to commit suicide. But that word that you speak about Jesus will make him change the mind. And you'll have hope in Jesus. No, Jesus, you can help me in this situation. There's no such thing as a situation where Jesus can't help and say, sorry, I can't do. No. For Jesus, nothing is impossible. It doesn't, it is not in his vocabulary. Hallelujah. We're going to see another clip. This is also a very dynamic clip because in India, nowadays, there's a move of God. There's also a lot of persecution on Christians. But there's also a lot of villages are just coming. Villages are just changing and coming to the Lord, accepting the Lord. And this is what we're going to see of this clip. there still live in tribes. Traditionally, most of them have been Hindus. That's right, but the untold story now is that... Can we have the lights off, please? Okay. Okay. Even though India is now a major economic power, many people there still live in tribes. Traditionally, most of them have been Hindus. That's right, but the untold story now is that a major shift is taking place in one of the largest tribal communities. Hundreds of men, women and children are now being baptized as Christians. Here's my report from the highlands of central India. Ask Dinesh Sur why so many tribal people are accepting Jesus Christ and he gets teary-eyed. When you do God's work for years and begin to see the fruits of your labor, it is overwhelming. You see the changed lives, you see the eternal happiness on the faces of people, and how can it not move me? Here, in a corner of Rajasthan, where the majority follow Hinduism, a Christian chorus is rising. The transformation is almost immediate. Families stop praying to their ancestors, they stop drinking, they stop their witchcraft, their entire life is turned upside down when they accept Jesus. And Dinesh Sur is part of the reason why so many are turning to Christ. For 10 years, Pastor Dinesh served in a big city, very much like this one. But then God tugged on his heart and told him he had to go back to his village, go back to his roots, go back to his own people and share the good news of Jesus Christ. I was like Jonah in the Bible. I didn't want to live in my village. I wanted to serve God in the city where things are easier. I wanted to reach others with the gospel, not my own people. Sure points to Sohan Lal's life as fruit of his decision to return. One day, Pastor Dinesh told me about Jesus Christ. He told me that if I put my trust in him, I would be healed, that my life would be different. I did. Sohan Lal joined 178 of his tribe's people recently at the edge of this river, not too far from their village. Here, they were baptized by Pastor Dinesh. I know all these men and women personally. I know what their lives were like before they met Christ. Now to be part of the spiritual milestone in their lives is an enormous privilege. Baha'i has been waiting for this day with great excitement. After I accepted Christ, I stopped drinking, I stopped smoking, and I stopped getting into fights. Getting baptized was my way to show the community that I'm a changed man. Today, Jesus Christ is my savior. Manu was among the dozens of women who also got dunked in the river that day. I feel very happy after my baptism and thankful I received Christ in my heart. I will now follow him the rest of my life. 
And not just her. Her husband and children also decided to follow Christ after Pastor Dinesh spent several occasions with them. My family is blessed because of Christ and because someone was willing to come and share the gospel with us. Pastor Dinesh is a member of the Bill community, one of the largest tribes found in the central states of India. Dinesh says foreign missionaries have been ministering in this area for over 135 years and have never seen the results he's witnessing today. Christians are still a minority within a minority in these parts. However, reports claim that as many as 300,000 have become believers in just the last 10 years, many of them from among the Bill tribe. We have 42 house prayer groups meeting in about 22 villages. We also have 32 workers from our church going from village to village as evangelists sharing the gospel. In the coming year, my goal is to send out missionaries to neighboring states to reach other Bill villages. Jivani Karadai is one of those who travel from village to village. When she's not on the road, you'll find this spry 65-year-old also co-leading a house group with Pastor Dinesh. On the day CBN News met her, she and dozens of believers were having church under this tree. Our group is getting so large, we don't have enough space in my house. Karadai's testimony is the reason this meeting is even happening. About six years ago, she used to roam the streets of this remote village. In essence, as a mad woman, she used to walk around naked. But then she had an encounter with this man, Jesus Christ. And today, she leads a thriving church here in Rajasthan. The villagers used to make fun of me. People said I was cursed. Then I met Pastor Dinesh, and he prayed for me, and I was healed. I was delivered. Pastor Dinesh says these testimonies are just another reminder for him how important it is to obey and trust God. I am living the fruits of my decision to come back to my village. Is it easy? No. Do we face challenges? Yes. But we have Christ to lean on. He is all we need to see change among my people. George Thomas, CBN News, Rajasthan, India. Great story. George, Pastor Dinesh, he's converting all these people yeah. from Hindus to Christians. Is he facing any resistance? He does, because the, the, the local villagers obviously see him as a, as a threat. They say, why are you doing this? But the reality, Wendy, is that when you begin to see the, the, the transformation that's happened in a particular uh, person's life, you see families that, that are addicted to alcohol. One day they suddenly give up. Mm -hmm. Families that are engaged in uh, you know, traditional worship and ancestral worship. The entire life is turned upside down. What about the lady that used to run around naked? Yeah, incredible. She had, you know, people thought she was cursed, and then she had an encounter with Jesus Christ. She got totally transformed. And Absolutely. Now, and, that, and that there is the, the example of the, of the miracle that's taking place amongst the Bill community. Here you have this woman who walked around for <laughs> so many years. Uh, she walked around mad. She was yelling. She was cursing at people, and people used to make fun of her. And then she met Jesus Christ and all of a sudden almost like night and day she was totally wow. transformed and the villagers began to say wait a minute what what happened to what happened to Giovanni? Where is mm. Giovanni? We used to know what Giovanni Reminds was Reminds me of Bible like. stories where, you know, Absolutely. they were and lame and now they're walking. I was blind and now I see. Exactly. And they mm -hmm. see this radical transformation and they say, wait a minute, who is it that, that changed your life? Mm. What happened? Was it some medicine you took? Was it some witchcraft that you, that you performed on your, on your family or on yourself? What is it? And then she says, no, I, had, I, I met Jesus Christ. Mm. And Jesus Christ transformed my life. And... As a result of that dramatic testimony, today she has this thriving church in a remote part of Rajasthan. Oh, great report, as always. Thank you so much. Terrific. Thank you. Even though India is now a major economic power, many people there still... How important to be a worker? Just imagine and see. What is a powerful change that a worker can bring to people who are under bondage of addiction and, you know, family splits. Look, just, just see. And this first, you are a worshipper. Second, you are a worker. The worker simply talks not about the latest Malaysian news, political happening, no. He talks about Jesus. And when we hear this, it really moves our heart. Do you know, even down here, there are still many broken families broken lives, 
And when we go and tell about Jesus prayerfully to that person, and when they accept the Lord, they become so grateful to the Lord and so thankful to you. They will tell you, you are the one who came and saved. And that is a worker. The third thing that we see is a warrior, not W-O, not the one who worries, about one who fights, W-A-R-R-I-O-R, a prayer warrior. Ezekiel chapter 22, verse 30. Ezekiel 22, verse 30. I looked up for a man among them who would build up the wall and stand before me in the gap on behalf of the land so I would not have to destroy it. But I found none. God wanted to punish those people there, but in God's heart also, He didn't want to do it. But he needed somebody to stand in the gap and intercede to pray. Do you know? You are a worshiper, you are a worker, and you are a warrior, a prayer warrior. It just naturally will come upon you. It will be upon you. Sometimes maybe we might not be praying, but when situations arise, suddenly in the night there's no fever medicine, and maybe the child is a infant, and the fever is just going up. You're wetting the child with the wet uh, towels, still the fever is going up. Automatically, that time, don't have to learn about prayer. Automatically, the prayer that comes, you find that God hears the prayer. A prayer warrior. God said, I looked for a man so that I didn't have to punish because I don't like to punish the nation. But I couldn't find even that one. And that is how important to be a prayer warrior. And prayer moves things. We know recently events that have been happening in our country. We know that past uh, one or two weeks, all the churches have been getting together and praying. And even now, there's still so much prayer going on. And we know the result of it. So many things have been happening, the result of prayer. Because when God's people start to get together and pray, they move the hand of God. They move the hand of God. So powerful it is. When a person who don't understand when he's tell what is that it can do, but they do not know how powerful it is. It's so, so, so powerful beyond our understanding and our imagination. So powerful is prayer. And that is what we see in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, and verses 18 to 19. It talks about armor. It talks about the prayer. Prayer is so very important. These three things that I've been sharing with you is something that is slowly will just be there with everyone. A Christian can't say, I don't have this. He is definitely a worshiper. He's definitely a worker. And he's definitely a prayer, prayer warrior. Because prayer slowly will become a part and parcel of our life. Please read for me. Ephesians 6, verse 12, and verses 18 to 19. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. The word and prayer. And prayer, the word there that is written in that verse is all kinds of prayer. There's so many kinds of prayer. So many kinds of prayer. But with all the kinds of prayer, just continue praying. There's spiritual warfare. There's also so many other kinds of prayer. But just continue praying. And prayer is so powerful. Jesus spent a lot of his time in prayer. A lot of his time is in prayer. His daytime miracles was the result of the night being awake and praying. Night being awake and praying 
is a daytime result that we see the miracles that happens. That is the, uh, that the result of prayer. Prayer is so very powerful. There are sometimes things within us, we know there's something that's bothering us, something that's troubling us, something that there's a block in our life. But when you continue to pursue it and come in the presence of God and start to seek the face of the Lord and start to ask the Holy Spirit to reveal, you'll find that the Holy Spirit starts to reveal. What is that thing? It could have been there for many years. And the Lord will reveal and show us and guide us how to break the thing. So powerful is prayer. And that is what we see. The third one that I'm going to show you is not a picture, but it's three pictures of also in India, a, a village. The whole village, they became Christians. And they are very poor people. So the only building that they had there was a temple. What they did, they converted the temple into a church. These are the pictures. Not necessarily to off that lights. I think just uh, this, uh, that light alone is good enough. Can you all see? If you notice on top, see this is how the temple on top is on, or there's a cross there. Because the whole village accepted the Lord. And this is the only building that, because they, they are poor, they couldn't build another building, so they just changed the building. And then next, <coughs> this is the inside of it. They cleaned off everything, and they put some chairs. Next one, the people there. This is a result of prayer. Don't know how many people might have even died before all this could happen. Even the earlier one, that okay, the earlier one, the the pastors say said that there were so many missionaries who were there, but there was no conversion. But there's always a timing. Do you know? That in Malaysia, at this point of time, we are living at that time where there's going to be a big breakout of revival. Are you ready? Are you ready? I would ask you, are you ready? I have to ask the same question to myself. Am I ready? Because when that happens, do you know, they won't come one, two souls. They will come like the school of fish. You know, when the fishes, they come, they call them a school. Am I using right English? School. Because school must have many. And they will come many at one time. All of us have to get involved. To maybe one by one, to spend time with each one, to pray, to share the word. And that is how the harvest will come. They will just come like that. I saw yesterday something. In that, uh, Pastor, uh, Pastor uh, Bernard Blessings meetings yesterday, which I saw about 19 years ago, and I saw it yesterday. His message was quite long, but after the message, he gave an altar call, and for the first time, the last that I saw this was in 1986. The moment he gave the altar call. You could see people running, running to the stage. And there was one young chap, you know how he came, he was the first to come. Like as though the 100 meters, he came running like that. And you know when I saw this last? I saw this last in Singapore when I was a Lutheran pastor at that time in 1986. Renard Bond came meeting in the stadium, Singapore Stadium. The moment he said altar call, you could see the people. And there was a lot of Chinese families just running down, going straight to the stage. Do you know, that is the beginning of harvest. And do you know, we are ripe, standing at that threshold. We are standing at the threshold where this could happen anytime. When it happened, they will just come running like that. You don't have to go and convince them about Jesus. Their thirst would be so great, they'll just come running for Jesus. So wherever you are, 
Wherever I am, we must understand. We are always a worshipper. We are always a worker. And we are always, all the time, a prayer warrior. And this is something, don't let anyone take it away from you. But develop on it. Develop on it. Prepare yourself for this great hours. I tell you, the greatest joy ever in life. Of course, we would like, some of us would like, if I had this series BMW, or this series Mercedes, or this big house, I'll be very happy. You can be happy only for some time. After that, it becomes old. But the happiness that can last is when you see souls coming in. You have testified and the souls come in, accept Jesus and they give testimony about Jesus. How joyful they are. I tell you, that joy will remain forever. That joy will never be taken away. Because that is the greatest joy of all joy. When a person is baptized, Jesus said, there is rejoicing in heaven. Today we are going to baptize a few of them. But they are still our children. But we will be baptizing in time to come. Those who are new. Totally new. Non-Christians. It's a tremendous joy in heaven. There is a person. Somebody is supposed to do something for me now. Simon? Hey, Simon is not here. Okay. You see, wherever we are, wherever we are, no mind, it's okay, no problem. Wherever we are, we must remember this, that we are always a worshipper, we are always a worker, we are always a prayer warrior for the Lord. Sometimes maybe you are in the hospital or maybe certain things have not been working your way. But still, you are always a worker. Hello? You're always... We were actually supposed to do it in a different way. We are supposed to off the lights and show that it was all a dark scene for this brother. He's just come from hospital, but let us hear what he says. Workers? <laughs> See, in whatever situation we are, Remember, sometimes days can be good, days can be bad. But nobody can strip this away from you. You are always a? Can you all say a louder? And you are always a? In the ward, you can still go around and testify about Jesus, can or not? And then, nobody can stop him from praying. Can anyone stop him from praying? This is the greatest benefit that we have. However the situation, good or bad, do you know nobody can stop you from being a worshipper. I can worship the Lord in any situation. I can be a worker for the Lord. I can talk about Jesus anywhere. Give a hand to him. Thank you. I want to say this and I want to close this message. Many, many years ago, my brother who's in New Zealand, I remember, this was maybe in the 80s, we used to go to GH, and there was this young boy, he, I can't remember his real medical condition, why he came to that situation, but he was totally paralyzed. Even his hands, he can't move. He can only move his head. And so my brother, together with his friends, they all were at that time, that's the time they were going through the experience of speaking in tongues, born again, very excited in the Lord. So I remember he took me and we went. They modified the bed where he was lying down. They modified and did some things on top, the frame, where the Bible will hang in front of him. And he can read the Bible as he's lying down, since he can't move his hands. And then... I think the flicking, he has to call the nurse or somebody and they will change the page for him. I tell you, today we can see, isn't it? Suddenly when our eyes goes off, it will be a very shocking thing to go on to live like that. Very shocking. For a moment, 
our own self can't accept it. In the same way, if you're having good teeth and suddenly you lose some teeth and you start to put a false teeth inside. I don't know how was the first time experience when you put something foreign into your mouth and start to talk. I tell you, it's, it's terrible also. Something foreign in your mouth. You can just feel something foreign in the mouth. How is it when you don't wear specs at all and for the first time you have no choice but to wear specs? What is it like? Huh? It's terrible, isn't it? For those who are already wearing, it's no problem. But for the first time, it's terrible. It's something hanging near your nose. You can feel something hanging near your nose. But you must know, life is also like that. Something, suddenly anything can happen. But there are some permanent things that Jesus gives us. Which can make us just override all this, this nothing. I can still live even above this because I can still worship him. I can still talk about him. I can still pray. Nobody can stop me. I love especially the part where Jesus says about the closet prayer. I really love that. The closet prayer is a real confidential prayer area. Yesterday, this preacher kept on telling again and again, don't talk bad about someone. Don't talk bad about someone. Don't talk bad about someone. He kept on telling that. But sometimes, you know, there are feelings sometimes somebody do bad to us. And we feel it's wrong. That confidential prayer room is a place where we can talk. We can tell God, God, I'm very hurt. I feel so painful in my heart. There alone we can talk. And when we talk there, after talking, God will start to minister in ways where after that when we come out of the room, we are so much at peace. We don't want to talk about it anymore to anyone. Don't even want to think about it because it's finished. We went to the highest authority and spoke. Of course, we can also speak like the psalmist and say, I, Lord, I curse the person. But with Jesus, with us, we now don't do that kind of prayer. We don't do that. But we can go and tell the Lord, Lord, it's so painful. It's, it's so hurting. But Lord, I just give it to you. You take care. And when we do that, we find that after that we come out, we are so peaceful. See, the power of prayer the power of worship, the power of going and telling about Jesus and getting somebody out of whatever problems and bondages they have, they will joyfully say, oh, today I know the Lord. I know what is it to be set free. Shall we all stand? The Lord is here. I brought a torchlight to use the torchlight. Anyhow, there's no use for the torchlight. The Lord is through this message, is speaking something to you. For some of you, there are certain words that's already put in your heart. Just stand where you are and ask the Lord, God, what is the next thing that I must do? Musicians, please. The Lord is here.